Bonjour and hi everyone. Welcome to Hyphenated, the Mixed Mama Life podcast. I'm your host Lynn and I'll be giving you regular doses of life as a mixed race mama. You can follow me on Instagram at the Mixed Mama Life and you can follow on Apple Podcast and subscribe anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. I'm releasing new ones every Friday morning and if you're listening on Apple or Amazon Music or Audible, please leave a review. Also, if you enjoy this episode, share it with a friend or on your social media. That would be great. Hey, if you listened last week, you know that we didn't make it to the orchard, <laughs> but we did this week. Woo-hoo. We went on Thursday and went to another orchard that's actually closer to home. And it's much smaller, but was super cute. And they had goats that you could feed. You could pick your own apples and all that. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, Genevieve was a trooper and she loved watching the goats kind of walk around and come like you can actually feed them. And uh, we got some cider out of it. So it's actually called the Tall Post Craft Cider. And they're growing every year. Um, They have some plans over the winter to make it even bigger and better next year. So if you are in the area, it's in Hamilton. Uh, definitely check them. They're on Instagram, Tall Post um, Craft Cider. And yeah, go check them out. Go support local. So this week flew by. My days are busy with Genevieve. <laughs> uh, plus, I'm taking classes like my course and house stuff. And then in the evenings, I'm studying. So it's a lot and the podcast. But for those who might have missed it, uh, I am enrolled in a gentle sleep coach training under the sleep lady um, herself, Kim West. I will be doing like three pro bono cases while I study in order to be evaluated. And all that um, all that is going to go towards my certificate or me getting certified. So if you are a parent of at least a six month old or older, and would like to get some coaching to help your child, you know, go to sleep, stay asleep, etc. Um, the gentle sleep coach training does not involve like a cry out method, um, but instead it involves staying with the child while doing like a shuffle over several nights, which leads to the child learning how to soothe themselves and put themselves to sleep. So I know lots of parents have used the cry it out in different variations and it's worked for some and some swear by it and it's all good. No judgment. And I believe that parents do what works for their families. And I'll be honest, I don't have the heart or the nerves to do that. (laughs) If she's crying, I want to be there. So do children cry with the shuffle? Yes, some, some still do, but they're not left alone to cry. And I also know enough about psychology and the different attachments that I want Geneviève to know that I'm going to be there when she's afraid or sad or whatever she's feeling so that I can comfort her and that she can, you know, regulate her emotions, etc. Ultimately, the sleep, the gentle sleep coaching program, it follows the um, secure attachment. And that's, you know, what I want with her. Um, I'm probably biased, but that's how 
you know, I feel about it and I'm passionate enough about it that I actually enrolled in this course, not only to learn for Genevieve, but to be able to help other parents. So if this speaks to you and you would like more information, please contact me. If you know someone who is losing sleep because their child doesn't sleep, pass on my information. Also, um, you can reach out to me on Instagram at the Mixed Mama Life. You can reach out to me um, by email, themixedmamalife at gmail.com, which is linked to my Instagram. Or the new email for this business. I don't know if you heard that, but my dog, my dog's going crazy right now in the background. Um, I have a new email uh, for the business, which is the mixed mama sleep co at gmail.com. So lots of places to get a hold of me, and we can go from there. All right, episode 25. My baby was born with bruises, slate gray nevi, or Mongolian blue spots. So this week, I wanted to shift the focus back on being mixed and mixed family and spe speak about a popular phenomenon amongst the Inuit, Indigenous, Asian, East Asian, Afri African, Caribbean, and Latino. So basically, you know, people of color. And it's popular amongst those people. And it's called the slate gray nevi, or it used to be known as the Mongolian blue spot. So some of you might, you know, know that or recognize that. Uh, but we don't use that term anymore. What it is, is babies with darker pigment skin, uh, or mixed or descendants of a variety of these ethnicities that I mentioned, basically people of color, they're born, they can be born with these spots and they're like a bluish gray or black birthmarks, but the texture of the skin is not different like many other birthmarks. So it literally is just like your skin, but there's just like a patch of a different color. And normally they're on your butt, your back, you know, lower back. It can be on your shoulders and sometimes it can be on your ankles and wrists, but it's very popular like lower back, butt area. Well, let me tell you, Genevieve has some strong indigenous Caribbean pigmentation because she was born with it all over her back in various shades, but also on her bum hips, shoulders, wrists, and ankle. And like, it's not just on her back. It's like almost the whole back. She has like different spots. Some are darker than others. And then her butt. And then, yeah, all the other places. <laughs> and to the point where the midwives documented every spot on her chart and like on her and they put it in her chart before transferring her to our new family doctor. Um, because I had to transfer doctors because I'm now in Hamilton. My doctor is back up north. And obviously I need a doctor here with a newborn. So anywho, so to do that, the midwives made sure to like document everything. Um, and also to make sure that no one would think that we were abusing her. And some of you might be shocked at that, but legit, they look like bruises. And it doesn't happen too much any or as often anymore since like, it's more widely known, but years ago, and I, I know it still happens from time to time, there are parents who have been reported or investigated because of these marks, because they thought that, you know, they were abusing their kids. And seriously, 
it looks like she has some pretty good bruises and they're all over. So I can see how that would have happened. Uh, when she was born, I noticed the blue mark on her back and bum. But you know, when they're born, they're they're more like purplish and you know, they've, they've been in you and they're waterlogged. And <laughs> so uh, the bruises kind of um, came out like the ones on her back and her butt, I saw right away and I recognized I knew what it was. I knew that it was normal because I had the same. I was very aware that when I was little, um, I had, you know, a big blue patch on my butt and back. My parents talked about it and I mean, I don't have it anymore and I've never saw it. Um, I grew out of it before I was ever aware of it, but I knew about it and I was, I thought that it was like because of mixed blood, but anyways, I'll get to that later. So when she was born, I noticed it, but I was like, no big deal. I had that too. You know, it's all good. But then the next day, I think, uh, I noticed like the blue like bruises were on one of her ankle and her wrist and both shoulders and her hips. And I literally questioned like, did I bruise her while I was pushing her out? Because I pushed for long and like she was still really high up. And for a while, like, I, I don't know, I was thinking that maybe they were going to try like the vacuum or something or um, so yeah, I thought, well, maybe I bruised her <laughs> when I was pushing, but no, the midwives reassured me that was not the case and that this was very popular in indigenous and black babies or mixed babies. So, you know, Genevieve is all of the above. <laughs> some of you who follow me on Instagram might've even seen these spots in some stories or pictures, but for the most part with her clothes on, you can't really see it. Um, the wrist and ankle and shoulder spots are lighter and they're not as noticeable. Like you, you have to really look for them. Um, but the ones on her back, um, those ones are, are, you know, you would see them right away, but obviously she's wearing clothes. Um, so what causes these slate gray nevi? So they're known as slate gray nevi. What causes these spots? I always thought it had to do with the mixed blood, but upon researching a bit, I found out that it's pigmentation in the deeper parts of the skin. So the bruise-like color happens because in those areas, there's a large concentration of skin cells and they're called melanocytes. These cells have higher pigmentation with normal skin texture and usually fade away by the fifth year, but they usually fade away much earlier than that and rare occasions they can be permanent but for the most part they fade away when you're still a baby so they mimic bruises actually so well that it's often misdiagnosed so even you know doctors who might be aware of it can still misdiagnose um, the only thing is that obviously it doesn't hurt when you touch it and if you you know, look at it over a period of days or weeks, you'll notice that it doesn't fade. It doesn't turn yellow like a bruise. So that can be really devastating on a family, you know, to have that misdiagnosis. Um, Cause Genevieve would, you know, someone would literally think that we didn't just drop her, but like rolled around and <laughs> grabbed her or whatever. Um, so this is where race also plays a part because luckily Genevieve's doctor is, is not white and, you know, this is something I always think about and prepare for when someone holds her or examines her because we've brought her to like a walk-in clinic where there was a different doctor there and and then like uh, nurses and stuff and not knowing who they would be and their experience with it. So I'm always prepared to explain it. 
um, also to like future daycare providers, babysitters, friends and family even, right? Because not everyone, even in our own extended families, are aware or have even seen these before. So yeah, since we live in a diverse area, I'm hoping I won't need to explain. <laughs> but um, yeah, I probably will and see if they're aware of it or not and go from there. So I want to also talk about why, you know, why they use the name Mongolian blue spot and, or yeah, and why it's not that anymore, why we shouldn't use that name anymore. So it was first documented, which I don't, I probably, it's probably not the first time it was documented because I know the Asian communities have it documented or there it's been known for like centuries, but let's just say that it was first documented by a, a German anthropologist who called the stain Mongolish Fletchen. But it's obviously not exclusive to Mongolians and it's outdated or inaccurate, I should say, because it affects all types of ethnicities and not just Mongolians. So yeah, we shouldn't use that name. Uh, we should use Slate Grey Nevi instead. Or birthmark works, I mean... So I was surprised to learn that about 10% of white babies can in fact have these spots. But on the flip side, 90% of black and Asian babies have these slate gray nevi. And in the indigenous communities, it's up to 85%. So Genevieve had good odds of having some. <laughs> Um, unfortunately though, this does explain why especially white doctors and those in less diverse areas can suspect abuse, right? Cause it's not, it's not as prevalent. And, and all the things I've read during pregnancy to prepare, you know, for your birth and all the testing and then what could happen, like as soon as the baby's born, if there are any complications or what to look for and yada, yada, yada. Like I read plenty of times that, you know, your baby can be born with this like film on them and they can be born in call, like in the sack and all this stuff with like the cord and, you know, all of that and child development and things to look for in the first few months. And I never saw one thing that touched on birthmarks, especially not the slate gray nevi. And if you've seen any pictures of Genevieve, you'll know that she also has a stork bite, uh, or it's also known as an angel kiss. And it's on her forehead and it goes down on her nose. Um, and you can't uh, see it, but she also has one on the back of her head, like covered by her hair. And then another visible one on the back of her head, but lower, just below the hairline, like at the start of her neck. And... Um, she, on top of that, has another birthmark on her leg, which is called um, hemangioma. And I mean, we just call it a strawberry or a cherry. It's known as strawberry or cherry. And both the stork bite and the strawberry will likely fade or disappear as she gets older. But sometimes parts of them can remain. Like some adults still have those. Um I do believe they are also genetic. Uh, my partner had stork bite, um, sorry, stork bite uh, as well when he was little and it's faded. So 
We'll see if Genevieve fades, but so far she has them, you know, all kinds of birthmarks. <laughs> but of all the birthmarks that she has, I thought she would carry on the port wine birthmark like mine that I have on my right cheek. But no, instead she got pretty much every other kind. <laughs> um, one thing I did want to share about the port wine birthmarks is that those are permanent and they're often found on the face, just like mine. And a little fact is that my mom has the same port wine um, birthmark, similar to mine, but it's on her left cheek. And her mother, so my grandmother, also had one on her cheek. And my mom's is a little darker, like it's more on like the reddish brown color, whereas mine is more red. And it was even more bright red, um, when I was little and there's some funny stories of me growing up with obviously a birthmark on my cheek and it's like bright red, you know, people would ask me all the time, like they would, we would just talk and then all of a sudden they would notice it and they'd be like, Oh my God, what happened? And I, I would be like, uh, I don't know. And then I could see them looking at my face and I'd be like touching my face. Like, do I have food? Like, <laughs> you know, do I have a booger? Like, what is, what is going on? And then it would take me a couple seconds to be like, oh, yeah, it's a birthmark. Like, it's on this side? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is a birthmark. I'm good. Like, some people have asked me, like, did you, did you get burned? What happened? Like, was it an injury? And it's like, no, I was born with it. <laughs> Anyways, I've even had an older lady lick her thumb and try to wipe it off. Like, oh man, the good old days pre-COVID. <laughs> so yeah, she thought it was lipstick or something on my cheek. So yeah, when Genevieve came out and I found out that, you know, she was a girl and I saw the mark on her forehead, I wondered if it would be one like mine. But no, looks like the birthmark passing down uh, stopped at me. <laughs> uh, other information that's good to know about the Slate Grey Nevi is and you know what almost every other birthmark is that they don't hurt and they're harmless um as for the slate gray nevi though if you are a fellow mom that has a baby with one i do recommend that you document um the spots so whether you take pictures of them or that you have you know your doctor or your midwife or whoever um document it in your baby's charts so that you you know don't get accused of abuse because no one wants that. So I think that's it for this week. So I hope you guys have a great weekend here in Canada. It is Thanksgiving weekend, which is a little controversial uh, if you are Indigenous. But this weekend is my dad's birthday and my parents are coming to spend a couple of days. So I'm super excited. I have a ton of stuff to do to get the house ready and groceries and stuff. So with that, uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. If you celebrate or not, uh, spend it with friends and family. Try to enjoy the little bit of the fall weather. And I will catch you guys next week. So, miigwech, merci, and thank you for listening.